Hello, everyone, and welcome to the La Leche del Alte Random Talks podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Pabon, here with co-host Yasmin Caceres. Hello, everyone. And today's special guest, kicking off season three with yes. us the way we're supposed to, is the very beautiful, lovely soul that I have had the pleasure of meeting, Ivelisse Namaste. Hello. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. So before we get into Ivelisse... I just wanted to let you all know what we do at Random Talks Podcast. Just in case you're tuning in for the first time, we at Random Talks aim to give a platform to individuals who are passionate about what they're doing, who are enveloped in the trenches of whatever their art is. It is called Random Talks because, well, we meet a lot of random ass people and we... With inspiring, touching stories. Who are doing the work in the community, who are empowering others and Yaz and I love to meet with those people, get to know them a little bit better, share that with you, and expose them to you, because you never know. You might you might be able to either band with these people or support them or, or be inspired. We be need in- exactly mentor or become friends with these people. Who knows, right? Anything goes. Right. Ooh, anything goes. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for the podcast where we talk about anything goes. So, so back to Ivelisse. Ivelisse, thank you so much for coming to join us today. You're welcome. I know that you're thank busy. You thank you for coming. Yes. I, we know that you're out there saving the world one person at a time. Um, so, Ivelisse is a poetess. She is a, a spoken word mistress, if you will. Uh, I had the pleasure of having her host an event for me on December 1st when we were celebrating the uh, year anniversary of my book, The Summarize in December, at which point I was able to get a copy of her book, Nalumbo, which is a poetry piece that is powerful to say the least. Uh, and Yaz has read Nalumbo as well. Oh my God, you have no idea. I have, if you can see this book, all the little folded pages, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so I much. I really enjoyed it. I related to so much of these poems. It's not even funny, especially the ones about the hood. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I grew up in the Bronx, and even though you're not from the Bronx, <laughs> the way you talk about the Bronx, yeah, you know. That's, yeah, so, Ivelisse, in your words, what do you do? Okay, so right now I'm wearing many hats, um, but I guess I'll start off with how everything kind of started off for me um when I was as you can tell from the book when I I grew up in the hood um and when I was a teenager you know it was very difficult for me to center myself living in the environment I did um and somehow it just naturally came to me that I needed to meditate Mm. so I would start meditating on my bed and you know like in the middle of all the chaos um and I knew that that brought me some peace despite everything that was happening Um, So that started, and then one day a cousin of mine said, hey, you want to come to a writing workshop? I'm like, what's that? She's like, oh, we're going to learn poetry. I'm like, what's poetry? Mm -hmm. So I went, I wrote a poem, and that became another outlet for me on being able to release any emotions that were difficult for me at the time. And So I started writing when I was a teenager as well. Mm. And for years, um, I want to say consistency and inconsistency with the meditation and the writing knowing that it was a therapeutic tool but really so focused on survival and Mm. just trying to get by that there were times where I let go of that Mm. um that's funny that you say that because I was reading something in your website yesterday and that I quoted you it says feeling safe and secure expands your life expectancy because you can focus on thriving other than surviving so that stood with me. 
Yeah, that's it's significant. That's still with me. Yeah. A lot of us are so busy surviving. Right? That we don't thrive. Right. Yes. It's crazy. Yes. Right. And then some of us are so caught up in the pattern of survival that while we're thriving, we still treat it as though we're surviving. And so there's that like traumatic piece where you have to really check yourself. I too share the same experience with meditation, except that I always grew up thinking meditation was something that was not attainable for me. Simply, and I'll be honest with you, you know, simply because I'm Latino and I grew up in an environment where we don't do that, quote unquote, you know, like, eso son cosas de blanco, like white people do that, right? Right. Which which is a whole other episode, we'll get into that, you know, what white people do. People of color, (laughs) people of color tend to like, you know, everything is a white person thing if it doesn't fit the stereotypical norms, right? And we have to be more expansive than that because there's so much healing and so much therapeutic value, like you were saying instilling yourself in the noise right in meditation right. in writing in things like that. right and this is you know I, i'm interested to talk to you about this and i've been interested to meet with you uh for this interview because folks are so almost anti-meditation and I, i'm curious to see what your feedback has been or like how folks have reacted to you kind of maybe recommending that to them if you do yeah or, yeah definitely so just to kind of piggyback on what you were saying, when I first started meditating in, in public spaces, I had a similar experience, and sometimes still do, where I'm the only person of color in the room, and it can feel awkward. Um, and that's not just for meditation, it also includes yoga and things like that. Um, and so now that I've kind of transitioned to a point where I have my own personal practice and I went for my certification, um, I actually work in the Bronx, teach in the Bronx, and the majority of the people that come to the classes are people of color. A lot of them are people that are new to it. And even just now, I just came from a shelter in the Bronx with people that were very new to um, yoga. So, so do you teach yoga at a certain space or is it always um, in a different place? I'm teaching, well, in three different places right now. Okay. Yeah. In and the Bronx? In the Bronx, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So That's I teach awesome. children yoga and I'll talk about that experience mm-hmm. um right now i just started teaching at shelters mm-hmm. um by 161st and that's where that's needed right would you would you happen to be mentioning the franklin women's shelter no okay. but um i will say that i am paired up with an organization called exhale to inhale okay and they work with families that have been um, victims of domestic violence mm-hmm. so i'm paired up with them and they pretty much place you in an area of need okay so i'm working with them um and then sweetwater dancing yoga i need to give them a shout out because they're like the one of the one established places in the Bronx that offer meditation yoga so if you haven't been there you should check it out i teach there as well mm-hmm. what's so the name of the place again sweet water dance and yoga it's sweet on water. gerard sweet mm-hmm. water dance and yoga on gerard yeah. in the Bronx. get to googling and they teach pole i'm just saying <laughs> oh i Casey love that's that. hard but um <laughs> yeah I, i've tried it it's, it's not easy right <laughs> but um so my what i've been experiencing the reactions i've got in let me start with the children okay um is you know, they think it's silly. They think it's funny. At right. first, they're very like, what are we doing? Um, when I first started the club, I only had a couple of students. I had like maybe five kids that were willing to come to the club. Um, and some of them were like, this is silly. Some of them dropped out. And then there were a few that stayed. And then a few that were like, I heard that you guys are doing meditation and yoga. I want to feel calm. Like, let me join you too. Aww. So for with the kids, even though they're a little silly and they're still like 
you know, acclimating to the practice, they enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, but the one thing I will notice with them is that you have to make it different for them because they're children and because they're children of color and of different cultures, religions, you know, you have to make it engaging and interesting. Mm -hmm. So I've integrated painting into that. I've integrated games because at the end of the day, they're awesome. children, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so artistic expression with the meditative factor. Awesome. It's genius. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like if I were to keep it just very you know, linear, the way that we would practice our own personal practice, they might not be as engaged. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like they're just breaking the surface. And now, my second year that I'm doing the program, I have 15 children signed up for my yoga yes. club. Yes. So, with the kids, I have to say, and it's um, really refreshing to see that children actually want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And I see a shift in general in society. I just feel like Folks are more open people. to it right. because society's stressed out and folks are, have been so long <laughs> mm -hmm. seeking external forces instead of turning inward. And right. so, you know, there's only but so much of that that you can do before you actually realize, all right, there's nothing out there that I need to find. I need to chill out and just get it together within, right? Right. Um, anxiety, a rampant issue right now, mm -hmm. is something you can treat with meditation. And especially in children, which is crazy because I don't remember being a kid and being anxious when i was a kid i was a kid mm -hmm. well that's know? the thing is that a lot of kids aren't aware that they're stressed out in the first place they don't know mm -hmm. what stress is so it isn't until you're an adult and ready to catch a case and like pop all the way <laughs> right. before you're like oh my god that's what stress i'm stressed you know yes. identifying the emotion what exactly right. that is right when most kids are not in tune with their emotion right most adults are not in tune with that's just be real Hello. You know? Hello. <laughs> they don't know how to deal with their emotions they don't know how to control their emotions Yes. So, okay, and so I know you do the meditation thing. I definitely want to talk about Nalumbo because I think that, you know, as a as a fellow author, um, I don't know, I think you're published, right? Yes. Yeah, so you're published. You're mm -hmm. lucky. You actually have some backing. Oh, no, <laughs> no but I'm, I'm self-published, and then I got I got published in an anthology, but Nalumbo is self-published. Okay. I okay. did all that work. Okay, so then yeah. you know, so yeah. then exactly what I was about I to say. I know the hustle. You know, know that it's hard. You know that it's really... It, it, to get support from people, just saying yourself published for some reason, people just kind of like blah you. Like mm -hmm. they put you in this other category. Which is crazy because it if is. you tell me you're self published, that's so impressive to me. That's like a big deal to me if you tell me you're self published. Yeah. That's like. Right. And let's talk about that for a minute because that's something I feel really passionately about. The reason why I chose to be self published was very. Um, it was intentional mm -hmm. and personal. When I was in college, I went for my MFA at Hunter College. Mm -hmm. Put it out there. Okay. <laughs> for creative writing. Mm -hmm. And I love the professors. You know, I love the courses. But I will say that the student body, the population was very different mm -hmm. from me. I was like the only person of color in that room. Mm -hmm. And I encountered a lot of, I want to say discrimination, not understanding my poetry because I come from an urban area mm -hmm. because I grew up in Homes a like La Bodega and stuff right. like that. Right. So I would be told that my poetry was juvenile by these Caucasian women who clearly were from Westchester or yeah. maybe a different area where they just didn't experience the things I was experiencing rather than respecting my story. And, and your art. It was not relatable art. to them. And so right. they, didn't, they didn't value it. Right. right. So they were judgmental about it. But and even if you don't relate to it, you can still empathize with it. Like to be so judgy. To right. me, is quite yeah. Well, then I mean, and then, there's, and then there's the flip side, which is the individuals who come from our communities who are so busy chasing Jordan and 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 rappers and Jay Zs and all these other things that they 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 
completely snub anybody next door who has a product, right? Right. Because the idea is if you have a product and you're from the hood, then it isn't as valuable or valid as someone who's you know, making TV music or videos. On Instagram. And right. that's so far from the truth. In fact, you're probably buying crap from the, the rich folks and folks in the community are trying to provide you with some quality. Right, they just make so, it look pretty for you to, you know, to sucker you into spending their money on them. Of course. So I gave Nalumbo five stars because it had me emotional. There were times that I was reading it and I felt like, I felt like I was you for some reason. Like, it's, it's yeah. weird. Like, I felt like, I felt like I didn't want men cat calling at me. I, I, I felt that, like... I, that you. one's folded. <laughs> that one is folded. You know, I that can is, totally that relate to that. Of many, many people have told me they can relate to that poem. I yes. totally loved mm-hmm. the poem. Um, I don't want to give things away too much because I want people to read your book. Uh, but I, there was a poem that hit home for me as soon as I read it. And it was one of the beginning ones that was talking about, is it Bring Him Snow or something like that? Um, yeah, the, the poem about my brother, Bring Him a Box. Bring Him a Box. Mm-hmm. So th- that for me hit home because what you're touching there I felt maybe 10 years ago while I was on a trip in the Dominican Republic and I had this awareness um, and I'm not gonna obviously I can't cite the poem but I will say that it touches the reality that there are things we take for granted coming from the United States like the weather mm-hmm. right simple things right. that because we live in a geographical area and we're fortunate enough to come from there we're able to experience snow right uh, and that's not something that folks living in the Dominican Republic have ever experienced. It doesn't snow over there. Right. Right. So I remember being on vacation and thinking, holy shit, there are people who go their entire lives and die and never get to experience snow unless it's on a picture or right. on a TV, a TV screen. Yep. And this, that's horrible. Or like even TV. Yes, I mean, yes, and yeah. for, exactly. For places like DR where, you know, things are tough, even TV might be a challenge to get the experience. So some people don't even know what it's like at all. Right. Uh, so that hit home for me. What? Are, which ones hit home for you, Yes. Oh, I love A Dear Boogie Down. Oh, Again, I'm yes, a Bronx girl at heart, yes. and I just, I read that one over and over. Rivers? Whew. Oh, rivers. Mm. <laughs> I had to read that one a few times because... I'm so grateful that you connect with that one because that one is very dear to me too. And I don't, you know, like some people don't understand that because it's a little bit metaphorical, but I do, that's Reverses. another one that's, but to talk about um, Dear Boogie Down, just to give a little background, I did grow up in Brooklyn, was raised in Brooklyn. Uh, when I teach a ch- started teaching children in the South Bronx, um, after my fourth year, the commute just became too much. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to move to the Bronx and just make the commute easier. So that's what I did. I moved to the Bronx, and um, when I first moved, it was a little depressing for me because I was isolated, I was away from my family and my friends. Um, And even though it's, like, just another borough, it is, like, worlds apart. Right, right. People don't think, oh, you're still in New York City, you're still, yeah, but if you're from Brooklyn, or if you're from the Bronx, it is, it's just a troop. Right, and also to just advocate and sort of speak to this, because I think it's important for women and men to hear this. Not only did I move to a, another borough, but I was in an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. So I felt very stuck. Um, and I got feeling. that from some of your poems. And, and, yeah. So Nelumbo pretty much was my way of coming out of that relationship. You know, I would write poems and hide it and things like that. And when I finally was able to break through from that relationship and I continued living in the Bronx, um, that's when I started to thrive. 
that's when I was like, okay, now I can share my story. I'm starting to heal. I'm starting to work on myself so that other people who might be in the same situation have hope and they can believe that, yes, despite whatever situation you're in, you can move forward. You don't have to feel like you're always on flight or fight or trying to survive or you don't have to stay stuck in that relationship mm -hmm. that's causing you suffering and pain. Yeah. Um, so that's why Dear Boogie Down was my playful way of like finding love and appreciation for the Bronx because honestly, this borough has so much talent yeah. and so many beautiful people. And honestly, I'm so grateful to be here because it reminds me of like what Brooklyn used to be. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you. For having me, Boogie. I also <laughs> loved Huang. Oh, who's Huang? Huang is my, he was my stepfather. He passed away uh -huh. um, when I was Western younger. Rest in peace, Huang. Rest in peace, Huang. I really loved Huang. I, I read that one a few times, too. My <laughs> favorite poem of the entire book, I've stopped to say. Which one is this one? I've, I've stopped, stopped to, to say, say, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a poem to your father. Yes. Your biological father. It is my father. biological father. When I tell you the last, on the on the end of the page, where you make a reference to him being the something like the wind knocking over uh, the, the, the awning, or something mm -hmm. to that effect, that to me was like so powerful. I literally started like tearing up and, and you kicked up my own feelings so that I could give that poem to my father. Wow. You know what I mean? So I felt you in many levels, on, on many levels, with the poetry. Like, there was so many... I was like, oh my God, she's like my kindred spirit. Like, she's like a female version of me. And I have to say, when you asked me to host your event and I read your book, like, I told you that I was crying. And there were poems <laughs> that when I was like, I can't wait for him to read this poem because he's going to relate with me on this because you and I have a lot in common as well growing up, even though it was different, but I relate with you on so many levels yeah. as well. Um, and your book was very healing and inspiring to see how you've come up also from these situations and just really worked on yourself and developed and become this. I mean, you're already you were already so beautiful, but like you know, thank you. It made him even more beautiful, yes, right? Because you yes. would never think. Just so like inspiring. when I read the book, I'm like, I would have never thought that he went through all of that because you don't. You don't show it. You don't no. let it. You didn't allow it to taint you. That wasn't right. always there. Shout out to meditation. Shout so. out to meditation. <laughs> shout out to yoga. No, I'm not even going to yeah. lie. You know, shout that fight or flight. Remedies. Yeah, shout yes. out to Yasmin Cáceres <laughs> and Sibibis Namaste for joining, joining today. No, but um, on a, on a serious note, you mentioned fight or flight, mm -hmm. right? And that's something that I think we should definitely touch, especially when it comes to the, the, the benefits of med, uh, meditation. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us are so busy caught up being just going and surviving that we're we're tapping into that right we're not only on autopilot but any little thing happens and we go straight to fight or flight like you know the angry people on the train right for example you know flipping out and cursing me, oh you bump me bitch i'll kill you and all of a sudden <laughs> i'm like god damn you ready to kill somebody right. over a bump like mm -hmm. it's obviously something you're not dealing with right yes yes we have to be more mindful of our energy and and and, and mental health yes all the yes. way and mental health is key you know, one of the things that I kind of emphasize in the in the talks that I've been doing lately, I, I saw a study on BBC.com, not the BBC that you know, <laughs> but BBC <laughs> the news. Um, I don't know what that and is. you don't know what BBC is? No. Yes, really. I don't. Or maybe I do. Yes, you started out this podcast where anything goes, girl. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll look up BBC. Oh, I think I know I'll look up BBC after after the podcast. I'm gonna just give you the first two. <laughs> I'm gonna just give you the first two. Big black. After that. Oh all right. yeah. So. Oh, I'm looking that. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yes. Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! <laughs> no, but um, I, on BBC they they said they were doing a comparison of the information that's available to our generation versus past generations, and I think it's really important to note that 
you know, in comparison to like the 15th century, I think they did, versus our generation yes. now, because we have access to so much information. And it's right here. We're yeah. able to tune in and, and get, download or, or access the internet. We're actually daily consuming an equivalent amount of information, trauma, hardship, depression, frustration, inspiration, all the feelings that come with mm -hmm. the information. And it's the equivalent to an entire lifetime. That's wow. insane. As someone who lived in the 15th century. So daily, you're being traumatized and challenged and fight or flight. Right. It's like, right. ba, 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 ba. Daily, yes. right? So, so meditation nowadays, that's where that shift is coming from you're talking about. Mm -hmm. People need it more than ever. Like, explore it. Show up to an Ivelisse Namaste class. Yes. Look it up. Come out. Still yourself and, and give I a hug. And also give private sessions, you yes. know, once oh, I get to know awesome. you. So, but um, what I do want to say to add to that, because it's a part of my personal work for myself, and I would like to share that for others that are interested, but meditation is not just soothing to be in the present moment and to learn how to sort of focus yourself because we're so easily distracted mm -hmm. by social media and technology and everything, but meditation is also a way of healing your generational trauma mm. and your lineage to come mm. so you know a lot of us for instance i can feel the suffering of my grandmothers my great grandmothers my mother i still feel it and and through the meditation and the reiki and the the healing practices that i've been doing i've been seeing a change within the women in my family mm. and you know before if i choose to have children i would like to continue healing those areas right. for myself and the women in my family so that my children don't hold on to that so yeah. it's not passed on to them. Right. It's crazy. When you heal yourself, you can heal everybody else around you. Well, yeah, because right. this is why I'm always saying, yes. take care of your energy and then go out into the world. A lot of people are asking me, how can we fix the entire community? And you I'm going to start with you yourself. Yes. Yeah. Start with yourself. They don't want that answer because it's easier to look outward at the oh, problem yeah. than to look oh, at yourself. Oh, and oh, have someone else do it for that you. That is right. so hard. I just did a healing workshop with Alicia Anaba Santos. Shout out to you. Shout out. For seven weeks. Nice. And it was not easy. It was one of the hardest things I ever had to do because it was like them putting a mirror up to me and looking at all the ugly parts of myself and I did not like what I mm -hmm. saw. Mm -hmm. I did not like what I saw and what was most hard about that is like you said it's easy to point the finger. I can't to do this like, you can't step out of yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, you go to sleep with that shit, mm -hmm. you wake up with that shit, and you carry that shit with you throughout the day. Like, to face yourself and your own demons and your own bullshit is not easy. That's true. Sometimes I think about what I date myself, and honestly, I don't know. That's yeah. what I said. <laughs> I, I thought to me all the time, like, how can I be good to you when I'm no good to me sometimes? Yeah. Right, you have to, that, that self-love. And... Just to give, also just to give another shout out, especially since we're talking about services that can um, support people in the community of the Bronx, uh, Modern Mystics New York City. Modern Mystics New Modern Mystics. Mystics New York City. Kathy is phenomenal. And I'm going to shout her out because honestly, she's had a great deal to do with my healing process as well. Wow. And she is the person that has made me look in the mirror and say... Yeah, you're doing meditation, you're doing yoga, but are you really doing the work for yourself? Mm -hmm. Are you sitting through the discomfort? Mm -hmm. Are you able to have that conversation with yourself? Because it's so hard to have a conversation with someone else, right? Mm -hmm. And pick oh, up the you phone now. Are you able to have that conversation too. with yourself? I think yourself? it's even harder. Right, yeah. right. No, I like think it, it's even harder. How many times have you been able to get into an argument with someone, feel like you was right, and then sit back and reflect and go, you know what, actually, Yaz, Eddie, Ivelisse, 
you was the one that was wrong. Right. I get mad at myself and then I get mad at the situation and I'm like, you know, there's this like almost fuck that. I'm going to be right kind of a thing sometimes, right? Right. And, but through meditation, you're able to kind of check yourself and go have a rational mind and right. be like, you know what? I was actually wrong. Yes. Um, not to mention some of the benefits I want to throw in there really quickly. A lot of people don't know this, but meditation is known to lower blood pressure, uh, decrease diabetes. These are all facts. Mm-hmm. These are facts. Brain scans have shown higher empathy levels, de- uh, better increased emotional regulation. For those of you fight or flighters out there, ready to mm-hmm. fight somebody on a train for bumping into you. Or freezing. Right, because we're on yes. high mode all the time. We yeah. got to be low. You got to yeah, Learning how to, like, we. there's going to be times where that vibration goes up or where you might feel like you're losing control, but learning how to tame it and bring it down through right. these practices. Absolutely. Yeah. So why do you think it's important for families and people of the Bronx to do yoga and meditation? Like you said, there was a need for it in the borough. Like, why right. do you feel that's important to the people here in the Bronx? So, well, I think it's important everywhere, but particularly here in the Bronx. Well, because there's a lot of communities that are of high need. And also, I see it happening. And I'm going to shout out Modern Mystics again because she is a residential community-based um, healer who is really putting in the work that is we're community. It's not like it's not that studio sort of um, culture mm-hmm. and it's real and you see the growth. Like I've seen the women in her circle and how they're all growing and they're all developing and, and you can see that we're all coming together to support the community. For instance, you know, they've all helped me now that I'm I'm doing a toy drive for children that are in shelters and women um, in the Bronx. And now that we've all connected because we're all healing, now we have a large group of people that are supporting to bring things for children in the Bronx that are in shelters that are of high need. So not only once you start healing, you start working on yourself, like you said, now you're opening up and refreshing your aura, you're like working on your energy. So you're going to start attracting better energy. And I think it's really important for us in the Bronx to do the work ourselves rather yeah. than having people come from the outside to make those changes. And it's not genuine most of yes. the time. Right. It's just, you know, for the clout. I completely agree with you. I got almost my head chopped off once on a on a panel saying that they wanted the answer to how to fix the community. I said, work on yourself, meditation. And I was told, brother, take your meditation and sit down. We need to go knock on white people's doors and make them pay for our community services. And I'm like, all right, well, good luck with that. Yeah. So, And I'm all about diversity. And bringing people in. But the point is that we should really be, like, the people within our community should be the ones rising up and bringing each other up. Because at the end of the day, we understand each other the most. And working together. It shouldn't be like we're relying on anyone else. Absolutely. We should not be codependent. Yes. And this is why I applaud you for doing the work that you do. Because you have identified a need within yourself. And then you not only address that need, but you are out in the community trying to share what you've learned. And we need so much more of that. So thank you for that. Yes, thank you. Um, I want, we only have a couple minutes left. So I want you to use the time to tell everybody how to find you, where to find your book, all your social media handles. Everybody, stop what you're doing. Comment <laughs> on this. Follow Ivelisse. Go, Ivelisse. Okay, great. <laughs> so my name is Ivelisse Namaste. That's I-V-E-L-I-S-E-N-A-M-A. S-T-E. If you just search that through Instagram, you'll find me. You'll find me on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Um, that's also my email, at Gmail, mm-hmm. if you want to reach me. And I also have a website, EvaLiseNamaste.com. Yeah, I was on it last night. Yes. <laughs> Fun little um, fact. And there's some blog on there in case you're interested in reading. Awesome. Um, but that's one way to find me. You can reach out to me. Um, 
Should I provide the services that I that Yes, I go for okay. it. So I provide meditation classes, yoga. I also do hands-on Reiki healing. And I'm a teacher for children with special needs. Um, and if you need any support, you're looking for services in the Bronx that are related to that, feel free to contact me because I have different plugs. Um, and yeah. So that's where we're at right now. One more thing I would like for you to share with everybody. You spoke about Mm self-love. What is one thing that you do daily as an act of self-love? As an act of self-love? Yeah. Okay, so by taking at least 10 minutes of your day every day to do something that is towards yourself is an act of self-love. And what I do is I, I used to be hard on myself and be like, I didn't get through this. I didn't get through that. But I said, you know what? Let me make my list of five things that I love to do. Meditation, yoga, writing, um, whatever it may be, right? And then I wrote a mantra. You can say some... So picking one of those, at least one of those things to practice and then any mantra that works for you, you can say something like, I am beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I am, am safe. I am successful. I am love. Look courageous. yourself in the mirror. Like really say these things. Even if you're not feeling it for the moment, eventually you're gonna start to feel it and you're gonna start to believe it and it's gonna manifest. Your words, what you say They're spells. They're your yeah, we're spellcasters. So whatever you say manifests, which is why it's so important to try to keep it positive. Through meditation, you'll be able to let go of thoughts that do not serve you. That's and so the self judgmental. And that's, that's so what hard. right. I would say I know it's so hard and it's a work in progress, but find ten minutes, five minutes a day, whatever you gotta do for yourself to love yourself. Yes, and also self-love is also staying away from negative people. So if you are surrounded by negative people, it doesn't matter how Cut much meditation you're doing, yes. how positive you try to be, they're going to bring you down, so get rid of them. You can right. say, I love you, I forgive you, yes. but I'm setting boundaries because I need you to go. care for myself. Yes. I'm letting you go. You said go. that, yes. and it was significant. You have to make, you have to set boundaries. You have to Make yourself a priority. People. Yes, because... They're just going to bring you down. We only have uh, about another minute or so left. I wanted to um, just really quickly ask you, will you be working on another book? Ooh. I do want to work on another book, yes. Okay. But it's not in the works in yet, mind. is it? It's in the works in my head, okay. and I've written some things down. Um, I don't mind sharing, but I haven't really developed it. It is going to be related to healing generational trauma. Okay. That's and it's going to be like a combination of things, because I want it to be more of a guide for the community, any community in need. So that's what my my goals hairs are. are standing. I am writing a follow up and also a guide for human practice. We yes. just spoke about that oh the other God. day. That is you and I are very linked. And so it's maybe we have a whole thing. Yeah, maybe maybe hmm. that would be awesome. Well, I'm here for that. I don't know. I feel like 30 minutes wasn't enough. I'm just right? having fun yeah. right now. So and I, I definitely want to collaborate with you on the work that you do in the community and helping, especially, can I just say this? Men, we need to start. I know men are getting involved. More men need to get involved. And I think if you and I can like collaborate, we might be able to pull more in for the men, healing. Right. Absolutely. Right. And you know I love men. So anyway. <laughs> uh, we, that was a good one. With and that I love being, yoga. So I want to do some yoga with you, even Lise. What's up? Yeah. All right. And well, yes, anything goes. Anything so, goes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll we started it. and ended the podcast on that note. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> so... With that being said, I want to thank you for taking the time to meet with us today, Ivelisse. Yes, thank you, you for having me, gorgeous, beautiful lady. Thank yes, you. everyone, stop what you're doing. Go follow Ivelisse Namaste. Ahora. Um, follow and us. And get the book. 
Yes. yes, check out Nalumbo. It's available on Amazon. Yes, Amazon. You can also reach out to me on social media and Venmo me, and I will mail Sign it to copies. You Let's go. With a Let's print. I also illustrated everything in the book, so I, I mail out prints to go with it as well. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Cute. And fun little fact to close off. My before I met Ivalice, you have to be mindful because the universe will match you with people. Before I met Ivalice, I ended my book with the word Namaste, just closing it off. And then the first person I got recommended to celebrate the annu- the anniversary of my book and was recommended by someone who did not read the book for the record, recommended so Ivalice no Namaste. Yeah, right, so I didn't even meet right. this woman. I just said yes because the universe, <laughs> I trust it. So know that you have limitless light love potentiality in you. Chase your dreams. Own your resiliency. Do the work and the miracles will unfold. Until next time, thank you so much yes, for joining like us. That. Season 3 has Peace begun. Love. Light and love. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.